Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. At 8.18, well, despite all of the political discussions around Myanmar uh, over the years, also uh, the country is well known and loved for its cultural assets and that itself would have raised concerns along with the potential human effects of a magnitude 6.8 earthquake in Myanmar in late August. This led to various Buddhist temples and heritage items being completely destroyed, the number amounting, in fact, to as high as 400 big and small artefacts. Uh, let's now um, bring in um, the chief of the culture unit of UNESCO Bangkok, who's leading the assessment mission to Myanmar, to hear just a little bit more on this issue and some of the areas that may be interesting to you. I don't know if you've been to Myanmar, uh, but let's just bring in first Duong uh, Big Han. Good morning to you from Seoul. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Great to have you on the line. So, what's the situation at the moment? Just a, a few days, really, on. Uh, yeah, the assessment is uh, continuing to be uh, conducted. So, uh, so far, as you mentioned, that we have counted over 400 monuments that have been impacted. But again, the level of uh, damage would be... Uh, getting clearer in the coming days because currently we have five teams are being deployed throughout the site uh, and then they are doing the uh, uh, detailed assess, um, uh, assessment and then again the assessment might have to be done again when the uh, structural engineer coming in because they, they would be prioritizing the uh, monuments of the most level of damages and now uh, I understand that the prioritized temples are standing about 40, and some of the most iconic temples of the country, such as Sulamani, have been uh, quite severely damaged. What about the uh, count, really, of, of this damage? Uh, if we look at some of the major assets, what sort of state are they in now? Are any of them recoverable? Uh, yeah, I mean, they would be recoverable, to, uh, to a certain extent, and this is the uh, discussion that will be carried out later on during the uh, the upcoming few months. We prioritize the first three months as the response phase during which uh, we conduct detailed uh, damage assessment and also to provide stabilization of the most uh, uh, high-risk um, uh, monuments because, as you are aware, some of the monuments are on the verge of collapse and we are concerned that uh, uh, if an aftershock would come or another earthquake, for example, and that that monuments would be further destroyed. So the stabilization would be uh, also a prioritized um, task of the first three months. Uh, and then, of course, the detailed assessment would have to be further done on the structure of the monuments as well as the decoration aspects of the monuments, including the murals and then the stucco. And then hopefully during this period, uh, lessons will be drawn from the previous conservation project so that we can identify the conservation approach to take on for the, uh, for the rehabilitation period. Yeah, I'm looking at an image right now of a, of a temple collapse in Bagan, uh, southwest of Mandalay, 
during this earthquake. Uh, temples obviously proving to be very popular with tourists, but this one just surrounded with dust. It's difficult to tell from the image how much damage was caused in this particular incident, but obviously significant. Um, I, I also at this point want to send great sympathies to the country after the human loss, including of children killed uh, as a result of this disaster, which of course we shouldn't lose sight of. But you know, speaking of Bagan, mm -hmm. how does this compare with that, that uh, earthquake back in 1975? Uh, I think people are now probably too busy running around to reflect on the on the past situation, but uh, there, there was one comment that there was uh, one very long-term architectural conservator uh, French, um, uh, uh, Pierre Pichard had mentioned that he said this is like living in 1975 again because ironically many of the temples now damage when you look at the photos and it looked very similar to the photos of them uh, after the earthquake 1975. So apparently a lot of the new restoration after 1975 were the parts that have been collected. Uh, so brought the uh, temple back to the post-1975 uh, situation. Um, and so this is also a good lesson learned, and this is actually uh, stated by many of the Myanmar officials themselves. This is a good time to, to review the situation on the conservation practice in the in the country. Yeah, well, I mean, I know you said that there's a lot of rushing around and not a lot of reflection um, beyond what you've just mentioned on what happened in 1975, but with so-called preventative measures being taken in the wake of that previous quake, is there not any criticism or do you not anticipate any criticism going forward about um, lessons that can now be learned finally? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely a big lesson can be learned is about the conservation practice. As I mentioned, uh, many, not all, but many of the parts that have been damaged are actually newly restored parts that have been put in after the 1975 earthquake. So it's it can become apparent that, of course, further study will need to be done, but then it has become already quite apparent that the, the, the restoration part was not compatible to the original temple. And then the collapse of the original part, mostly uh, in most cases, the top of the temple, when it rolled down, it caused further damage to the lower tiers of the temple. So definitely that is the that is the, the one important lesson learned. And uh, another lesson learned is uh, uh, there was, unfortunately, has not been a clear uh, preparedness measure being put in place. And in fact, that the Myanmar government has been started planning for that. And uh, ironically, that they were planning for a big meeting uh, on Monday after the earthquake struck to discuss the preparedness plan for Bagan. And unfortunately, the the earthquake struck a few days too early before the met meeting took place. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, after this, that I believe that there would be a lot of efforts have to be putting in setting up a, a system, uh, not only for, for Bagan, but also for other cultural heritage in the country at, uh, as well, uh, to so, so that you can be prepared for the times of disaster like this and then how uh, action can take place for the response phase. Uh, would you want to extend that appeal to other countries and 
for example, to Buddhist communities in other countries who might also take a great interest along with uh, the, the international community at large in these amazing cultural assets? Uh, we understand that the Myanmar government has been uh, writing letters uh, of request to uh, different countries to ask for experts to come. Uh, I'm not currently aware whether there has been anything uh, done by the Buddhist Sangha, but then um, in Myanmar itself, many of the monks have been contributing greatly to the response uh, efforts. Um, there's a word of caution that because there's a lot of the um, money might be coming in in the private donation form, and we just wanted to be very cautious about the restoration efforts because a lot of the Buddhists would like to spend their money on restoring the monuments, which is understandable. But we would like the, all the efforts to be held until a clear protocol of conservation being developed. And we, we have been um, having consultants coming to site and working exactly on this aspect. And then uh, with hope that we would have the clear conservation guidelines uh, to be issued after the first three months of the response so that any of the any of the restoration efforts later will strictly follow these guidelines so that to avoid the unfortunate uh, uh, damages um, if and when another earthquake might have happened. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. Good luck um, with any part that you have Thank to play in this much. going forward Thank as well. You. We certainly hope that, uh, that these wonderful artifacts in some cases will be lost but uh, those that can be recovered will be able to be returned to some sort of sense we'll of former glory yeah, we are working toward that yeah thank you thank you very much for the interview well our, our pleasure thank you for joining us uh, there we have on the line duong big han from unesco bangkok if you've got any questions opinions as i said before perhaps you've had the opportunity to travel to that part of the world and maybe you've seen some of these artifacts for yourself you'd like to share the beauty in your own words with us and uh, your concerns for them going forward in terms of restoration you can tweet us at efm this morning you can find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash efm this morning stay with us we've got uh, a live daily voice for you coming up in the next half hour concern for the Sewol disaster victim families coming from abroad which we'll be hearing more about shortly also in our science and technology roundup coming up in the next half hour as well as the issue of uh, earthquakes and uh, fracking uh, just been speaking about the issue of tremors in Myanmar but in a different part of the world of the, the United States and antibacterial soaps and chemicals involved in them some concerns being raised on that front we'll continue in just a few moments